In many places, flagship colleges and universities get oversight from people who are appointed. It's one of those jobs that governors do. Choose trustees who can in turn manage a university president, raise money, and help in other ways. That's how it works in most states. Michigan is not most states. Here we do things differently. The board of trustees for schools like MSU and the U of M are publicly elected. Certainly one of the drawbacks to how Michigan chooses the boards of its major three universities, Michigan, Wayne State, and Michigan State, is this elected. People are running for terms. And so that means they're politicians. And politicians want to win elections. And this year, voters across Michigan will have a chance to weigh in on just who some of those trustees will be for the next few years. Today, how this is all unfolding at Michigan State University after a bombshell resignation announcement from the university's president. This is Stateside. I'm April Baer. The backdrop for this year's trustee elections for Michigan State is a messy battle between current trustees and the school's departing president. Earlier today, I gave my contractually required 90-day notice of resignation the Board of Trustees of Michigan State University. President Sam Stanley resigned after Title IX issues within the Broad College of Business ballooned into an administrative problem. David Jesse covers higher education for the Detroit Free Press and keeps a close eye on MSU. And he points out, here's the thing about MSU. The board and Stanley seemingly had a good relationship until relatively recently. Well, I think the big turning of the tide came as members of MSU's community, the faculty, the staff, the student government, all started to dig in and decided that the board was sticking its nose into the academic management of the university and that that's not the proper role for the university's board. And so you saw a flurry of votes of no confidence in the board saying in a symbolic way, hey, look, we just don't trust your leadership. And as that continued, you also saw Stanley himself come out and be critical of the board. And I think things just sort of fell apart behind the scenes. And that led to to last week's uh, kind of bombshell video in which Stanley ripped the board and announced his resignation. The actions of the campus over the past month have shown the world that Michigan State University will not accept micromanagement by board members of the operations of this great institution, and that we will hold individuals, no matter what their rank, accountable for their actions. Yeah, it was drama for sure. Board members were split on the matter that kind of brought all this to a boil, the firing of Dean Sanjay Gupta. How did that factor into the end game? Is, is there one argument that seems to have won out? I don't know if there was an argument that went out at the board. What certainly happened was that a number of faculty and staff and Stanley and the provost all believe that decision was one the board should not be looking at, should not be meddling at, that that was an administrative academic decision and it needed to be handled by the president. And so as the board continued to press forward with their investigation into that, hiring an outside law firm to come in and ask questions of scheduling uh, meetings, I think Stanley just got to the point where he said, hey, look, it, you guys are stepping into my area. 
doesn't appear you're going to back off. And I just can't work like this. Yeah. Um, we've talked before that uh, Title IX investigations are a sensitive subject at MSU, for sure, given the school's history. Some members of the board accuse Stanley of not having properly recertified Title IX reports in, in the course of all this. In return, Stanley countered that it was some of the trustees who had not reviewed the Title IX reports, but he wasn't specific about who. Now that he is on the way out, is there a chance we might learn a little bit more about that? Or is it maybe it's maybe the writing is on the wall uh, among the trustees about who was in favor and who was not? I think the I think the trustees know who was in favor and who wasn't and what some of those discussions are. What is apparent is there is no transparency here. The board members have not publicly had any sort of discussion amongst themselves where you and I or the faculty or the staff or the parents or Michigan taxpayers, for that matter, can hear from them, can listen to those discussions. Michigan's weird in that they allow the university boards themselves to decide what meetings the public gets to listen to what meetings follow the Open Meetings Act. And so most of this goes on behind closed doors. And there just hasn't been a whole lot of transparency. Does Samuel Stanley have a future with MSU? I mean, does he stay on in a tenured position, given how he left? No, his contract says that he could, that if he resigns the presidency, that he would revert to be a tenured faculty member at about $400,000 a year. He has turned that down, too. Um, he has said that he is not going to do that. So in 90 days in early January, when his time is up, he is moving away from East Lansing and, and done with Michigan State. David, do you have a sense of how faculty and staff and students are, are viewing all this? Any word of what the reaction's been on campus? I think they've rallied behind Stanley. You know, I think they feel super strongly that the board is sticking its nose is into places it shouldn't, that it's trying to micromanage the university, and they're upset with that. And they wonder, now with Stanley gone, who's going to come in and what does that mean for the management of the university going forward? Not the vision stuff, but the day-to-day -day life of the university, of who gets picked to be a faculty member, of who gets to pick to be a dean, of just that type of, of work that goes on every day on a university's campus. We need to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's Stateside Podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org.
We've seen numerous problematic stories emerge over the past couple of years from elected boards overseeing Michigan State, University of Michigan, Wayne State. Uh, It would be incorrect to just say that anything that's happening is a problem of, of just one school. And they range from internal spats and embarrassments to major university-wide scandals. At the same time, I don't know, it feels to me as a layperson like there's been a bit more of a revolving door from Michigan State. Do you take anything away from the accumulation of this over the past couple of years? Do you, do you think there's any problem? Uh, it, or do, pers- do trustees perceive any problems by the way governing bodies are chosen and do their work? Well, certainly one of the drawbacks to how Michigan chooses the boards of its major three universities, Michigan, Wayne State, and Michigan State, is this elected. People are running for terms. And so that means they're politicians. And politicians want to win elections. And they want to win elections because they want to have some sort of power, some sort of role somewhere. And so that mixes in and adds a, uh, a level of uncertainty or a different motivation to some folks there. The other thing I think that hasn't been talked about much is the length of these terms. So they're eight-year terms. So while something may happen this year at Michigan State, there are people on that board who were elected two years ago, who you won't have a chance to to vote for for another six years or vote against for another six years. That's a long time. And so if you want to turn a board over quickly, you just can't do it. So as voters in Michigan get ready to have their say on MSU's board of trustees, do you happen to know how many positions are on the ballot this year? There are two. Um, and there are one incumbent is running. Um, Renee Nate Jefferson, she's a Democrat. The other uh, incumbent up for election is Melanie Foster. She is not on the ballot. The state GOP did not nominate her to run again this year. And so you only have one incumbent and then you have one Democratic newcomer and you have two Republican newcomers. Do you uh, think that any of what's happened at MSU might spill over into elections, or is this sort of a little too far into the weeds for voters who may not care about the political shenanigans on university boards? You know, I think we have seen over the last several years, because of the problems at these places we've been talking about, um, a little more attention being paid to the board races of who is running and what their attitudes are. And so if you think the board is overreaching at Michigan State, it wouldn't be surprising to me if you don't vote for for uh, Trustee Jefferson. If you think they're doing a fine job, you know, here's a chance to go to the ballot box and to prove it. Yeah. All that said, I mean, most of these down-ballot races depend on the little letters behind their name, D or R, right? And um, who, which party turns out more people, they're just generally going to vote for their own for their own person. David, uh, come January 12th, that, that's going to be the actual day on which Samuel Stanley resigns. There will be an interim president, we believe, at MSU. What will that leader have to take on? He'll have to take on a mess. He'll have to somehow figure out how to get the board on the same page 
together, pulling together. And he or she will have to figure out how they move the university forward. How do they restore trust between the board and the administration, between the board and the faculty, between the board and the students? That president's position is that in in between and they're going to be there it's going to be tough how do you sort that out you know it's not like the university is going to stop running for several months while the board searches for a permanent leader there are still decisions that are going to have to be made this interim president whomever it is he or she is going to have to put together most likely a budget for the next year i'm going to have to figure out are they going to raise tuition are they raising any of those types of things and so i think it's going to be really tough and it's going to take a really special person coming in to navigate all of that David Jesse covers higher education at the Detroit Free Press. David, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Always glad to talk. And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Bear. You can find full Stateside episodes for streaming anytime you're ready for more listens and more news at michiganradio.org. Today's pod was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansak, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.